ready for that too sweet play-in. Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, and I am at death's door. And that must make me the COO of U.S. Comics, the guy who wishes he was at death's door. Happy Comic Book Day, John. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. So Oof. this winds up being a 20-minute episode. You're welcome. Uh, not as sorry as I am. Oh, my God. I want people to take note of the gurgle that I have going on in my throat and just know that every every little rasp, every little every little gurgle that you hear, first of all, I realize completely nauseating. So you're welcome all for that. But also as well as this is how much my brother and I care. We come to you week after week after week, regardless of what's going on in the real world with utter nonsense, unimportant total baloney but you know what we serve it up on a plate for you you're I mean, welcome the, the one nice thing about unimportant nonsense is it like seldomly is worse like the work like venom 2 made so much money this weekend so much money and yet still i'm positive i would sit down to watch that movie I'm positive I would hate it. And I'm also <laughs> positive it would be a thousand percent better than the current state of affairs that's on this true. rock that's spinning through I fucking am time and space. If relatively you, positive. If I'm any relatively of you, positive, our show today is going to be just as, if not longer, than that 90 minute opus. I mean, I, I will say I'm going to give them credit. For, like, no one wants 91 minutes of this bullshit. Like, everyone's going to give us money for, like, like oh, we like Tom Hardy sometimes. Like, sometimes he's just wildly entertaining. Sure. And that's enough to care. He pulls a Keanu Reeves with the world. In as much as we're like, you've done enough good stuff. Let's roll the fucking dice. And, do and you I remember? Do you remember when Michael Jordan laced them up, and played for the Washington Wizards? I do. All right. So even when Michael Jordan was playing with the Wizards, the sheer presence of Michael Jordan, when they took the floor, and they were terrible, when they took the floor every night, they had to be like, mm, we got a shot. Yeah, We got a shot. So I'm just picturing like uh, the hardwood covered by symbiotes, and they're like, 90 minutes, but... We got Hardy. We got, like, we got it, a chance. We yeah. got a shot. We well, got then they, a shot. Then they doubled down because then they got like a Latrell Sprewell after <laughs> he did nothing in New York in as much as Woody Harrelson is another delight. They fixed his wig. I'm sure he was stoked about that. He's Who gone wasn't? on record saying his first wig was just, just to imagine how fucking deflating it must be. You're Woody fucking Harrelson, right? You walk in and they're like, this is your like joke wig. And you're like, ah, oh, you fucking ball busters. You guys know I like to have a good time. Woo! And they're like, no, we spent like a lot of money on this horse shit. 
wig for this horseshit teaser. Does that uh, uh, insult hurt worse for a bald man? I gotta feel like it does. Like you get your script. Even this "Mm, is better, you bald fuck. Oh my god. With that being said, if anyone tuning into this live on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, if any of you dumb bastards think that we're going to review Venom 2 like days after it comes, you couldn't drag me to go willingly see fucking Venom 2. I just watched The Many Saints of Newark for fucking free at 12.08 a.m. I would rather poke my fucking eyes out then go to a COVID-infected theater to be like, no, it'd be swell. Let me definitely hate this fucking movie. Every be, be trailer honest, has been it's like, you just hate this. because of the way that they treated your favorite hot scientist in the first one. You're like, no, I don't give a shit what they do. You if are not was- gonna go ahead and uh, earn my love back. It is the it is the second worst thing to happen to her since the Dawson wouldn't love her on that fucking creek. Unacceptable Venom mm-hmm. 2 electric boogaloo. And from the trailer, it's like, she's engaged. Bitch, move slower. Like, no one needs to be engaged that fast. Like, I haven't seen the movie, and I'm already, like, annoyed. And I will see it, because I'm a fucking addict. Because if I was going to stop watching shit, I would have stopped watching What If. Not because even it was bad. Because the first episode of What If, I'm on record. I'm like, this is the same shit. Just the British broad is doing hateful. the exact, exact same hateful, bullshit. Hateful no, thank rhetoric you. coming but from this kid. if I've learned anything from and he hasn't. a series like What If, you get rewarded sometimes with like Marvel's logo underneath it should just be like, this is going to be perfectly acceptable. Like, if it is a, a a Marvel proper, not this hybrid Sony bullshit, if it is, a, at worst, you leave being like, ah, I saw that movie already. Like, we were just pre-show discussing, like, you're going to get a snarky guy. Like, that shit is going to happen. Sometimes it's a well-endowed snarky guy uh, who used to be on a terrible show called Two Here's Girls. Hoping. Sometimes it's a snarky guy who hasn't aged in 30 years, and he's hopefully going to be a key part of the new Ghostbusters and not break my heart. Uh, but What If has finally wrapped up. Uh, I took a week off of what if uh, I was just a little bit too busy with my real life. Um, and I was uh, kind of Rookie. rewarded. I was kind of rewarded for a shit schedule because the last two episodes that wrapped it up yeah. were kind of like, you got like a, a super episode. You yeah. Got. They were Jumbo like, Hey, size. Hey assholes secretly this whole time. It's been one big story. And it's like, has it because they did a lot of uh, in that last like 80 minutes or whatever the heck it was. Uh, I felt longer. Um, they really were like, we can't remember the zombie episode. Remember well, the zombie cap? Now we, it, we have I toys. May, you want a toy? If I well, the the toys threw me more than almost any anything else that would have had. Uh, all the concepts, I'm like, yeah, no, totally, I could see that. My direct connection was always like, would this have been if it wasn't specifically like many of them were? Would this have been? A self-contained "what if" comic, because again, I, I'm on the record being all in on the comics. Yeah, since I you was, were you, know, you were Mister Twenty Two and out. You were that you being were, said, you were perfectly perfectly content without any teasers. You're like Star Lord is T'Challa. We're done. Next, I please. preferred it 
that way as a matter of fact now it was interesting because and uh you know this is the reason why the records exist uh charlie if people recall uh charlie was not about that fact he's like ah well what if i like it what if there's more charlie won the rivera bowl in terms of what if because whether you liked the concept whether you disliked the particular concept uh you were gonna get another bite at that apple so i don't know charlie if it's worth a, a spoiler uh warning or but you know do we want to how do we yeah, want to we'll, do this we'll, do we we'll want to break the... down the series episode by episode or um uh, you, you know and, I... as a as a general Cold. Let's start in general, and based on time left, we'll uh, we'll we'll peel back the right. layers of the onion. Uh, so I'll, I'll start off so you can enjoy your sneak energy. Um, for me, like all things Marvel, I'm glad it exists. Um, were were some episodes better? What a weird what a weird world to live in, where I have to I have to do that. I love the series concept. I will say, ironically, despite being the guy who was like, ev like, do this every year, forever, and periodically bring back the worlds. Like, I didn't need every season to have a Captain Carter. I didn't need every season to have a T'Challa as Star-Lord. I don't need every season that ends Black Panther uh, the right way with uh, my boy Killmonger winning. Adding some more. Always a dick. to his flesh. Oh, he is always say, a dick. I will say one uh one bit of fun they sidestepped was in those last two episodes they throw in like a fresh Gamora. They're like this is a different Gamora. You haven't seen her but like you get the Gamora shit. She killed Thanos in her universe. She's green. She, you get she it. She has plans and I understand it served a purpose. But I thought there should have been like you should have kept like I almost would have taken a whole fresh crop that was a like a variant on their episode. <laughs> so like, give me a Captain Carter that works for Hydra, like just like I was hoping. Oh, you want you want the double alternative version? I want. Now. I thought Look at what this would kid. have been. I Charlie's thought what could have been fun. All in on the what if concept. Imagine if you're like, what if what if Killmonger, uh, what if Killmonger took over fucked up tony stark but also bird wings like if you're gonna go if Charles you're gonna like, go hey, marvel out, go all i out. would like to produce the new series uh if what by charlie rivera and just double down on every concept i could dig it you know yeah. that i'm gonna tune in for that well yeah what about you what did you feel about the series as a whole what did you feel about them kind of bringing in again the major spoiler is the last two episodes are kind of dedicated to like oh shit we got a we got a big bad yeah. who who by the way even before the big bad like like got more powers he kind of proved that vision really like was a bit of a pacifist like well, the minute true, a bad guy got true, Vision's true. body, he was like mind stoned, motherfucker. Like the willingness to fuck up a threat, I understand. But like, oh shit! It, so this series taught us Vision and Captain Marvel, like probably a little OP'd. But I'll kick it back well, to you. What are your overall thoughts? You know what? Obviously, again with any series like this, where uh, episode by episode they're wildly different up until, of course, the the final two. 
um, you're going to have your favorites. And, and everyone who listens and watches knows that's my policy. I don't believe, oh, this was a good episode. That was a bad episode. Eh, that That's subjective. I had favorites. I had uh, non-favorites. But all that put aside, because it did, it did end up all mattering, ultimately, which is which is my bigger point, that was not the point of what if. So Marvel kind of out-Marveled itself because yeah, Marvel like- is built on this concept of like everything is going to matter ultimately. And even with the multiverse, with what's going on Loki and what's going to be happening in Spider-Man and um, Doctor Strange, how they're, how they're double and triple down, downing, if that's a term, uh, everything matters, everything counts. And obviously we know that across town, DC is doing that as well. I thought this was the one zone where that was not going to be the case. That would be as if um, the the announcement that came out of the Star Wars world was that a particular episode of Visions were like, you know what, now that's going to leak over into live action or that's going to be an extended live action series or whatever the case might be. It wasn't even so much that I, I, I even liked that or disliked it. It just caught me unawares. I'm like that. That was not. It was like a second day of Christmas. You're like, what? There's, there's still presents out. There's still eggnog. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, so it just really kind of caught me. It caught me. Uh, you know, caught me. Caught me from behind when I wasn't looking. Like Uncle <laughs> you, Gertrude. You know what's what's kind of amazing coming out of our comment section over on Facebook? Uh, our boy Jim saying, "I remember all the shows and movies Marvel made before Raimi's Spider-Man." Uh, good ones could be counted on one hand. So if they made some bad, if they make some bad ones now, sure. I'm okay with that. And I think that's the fun of getting to explore something like a what if universe. And now that we've kind of gone this far, uh, meaning like they've been like fucking watcher, he's watching. Um, as far and he as could I, throw. Woo! Also, watcher like way to by, by by the way, Star Wars. That's how you take someone you're not expecting to fight and have them be able to fight. Like, not the Yoda bouncing around like an asshole. The way you do it is fuck. Homeboy was like, hold my cape. Let me throw on my costume quick. Um, I will pull a hammy. I've been standing around for like millennia. I will say this though. I hope, like, I hope down the pike we're gonna get an evil Doctor Strange. Like some people after the the far from, not far from home, dying to go home. What the fuck's the new Spider-Man called? Far from, uh, far from home, yeah. Is it far from home? Mm-hmm. Um, In far from home, someone said like, that's not our Doctor Strange. That's the what if Doctor Strange. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. Uh, now, opposite. Now I'm like, that would be fucking great. Like well, he just I, randomly has a tentacle. Like fucking I, sign uh, me up. I threw out my Chris Evans pitch many many months ago mostly to have it on record because if it ends up showing up i'm like oh call the lawyers uh jacoby and myers boy do i have something for you it's uh yeah there was a just a lot going on in the in the what if series now again uh, i thought i never have charlie too far from my mind because one of the things that charlie said was and we addressed it before well if i like it then uh then you know i'm never gonna see it again so to speak which kind of breaks your little tender heart but uh i had read on the internet which we all know if it's on the internet it must be true 
But I had read on the internet that because of the COVID situation, that um, a lot of these episodes were to be further developed. Now, Charlie and I had an off-screen conversation regarding the uh, the Wakandan episode, for lack of a better term. I know the episode has a specific name, but <laughs> where it was I like felt very bad anime. I felt like it wasn't finished. You know, there there were certain aspects, and not by comparison to what I had in my mind it should look like. But by comparison to the episodes around it, and clearly the COVID situation had an effect to the point where I think some of these episodes had more meat on the bone. They're, they're left shit on the cutting room floor. So when we do get ultimately the next season, and you know we're going to, there might be continuous, uh, continuing episodes uh, just like you were talking about, we we might indeed get a lineup of another another uh, you know Captain. Uh, I keep on wanting to call her Captain Britain, which clearly she's not. <laughs> but Captain Carter episode, we might get a, another Star Lord T'Challa, and and the continuation of those stories, which is they they stepped back into spoiler alert. They stepped right back damn into it. There was only one uh, substitution uh, at the register uh, that that we got, which was kind of interesting considering the real-life stuff that was going on with that particular character. But uh, the short and long of it is, I walked into this series loving the What If comics. Uh, and I will say that the What If show was not, for many reasons, it is not the What If comics. But that's a that's a common thing to say. But I will say officially, I dug the What If series. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I hope this sets the groundwork, and, and it's seldomly the case, especially with the House of the Mouse. Um, I hope this sets the stage to go, like, weirder. I hope they really, like, let it just... Like, I, like off the top of my head, I would well. love to see... I would love to see if... Um, and the name eludes me, but from, uh, from, from Red, White, and Black... The uh, the African American who got the super soldier serum and then like broke his boys out and then was like locked in jail. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier obviously had the character on the show. Like, give me all. Like, don't don't be afraid to give me some uplifting shit. Like, give me the one where he's then Captain America. So when when white Captain America shows back up, he's like, "Hey, man, you got the mantle. I'm just gonna live my fucking life." Like, sure. I would love to see like. Uh, again, you talk about stories that do a little bit of medicine with your entertainment. Yeah. You cannot fucking tell me, uh, or at least, and, and this is probably wrong. There's probably a thousand people that would say history has proven me, me wrong. But that character, if if allowed to have that mantle, if you're trying to do an uplifting story, fucking suddenly America, it would be fucking hard-pressed to find someone who was that racist. You have a fucking, like, the first superhero you know forever before the avengers fucking wrecking shop have right. him punch like thanos shows up and he's like i fucking fought bigger bullies than you you purple bitch um there are stories you can tell kind of kind of racist charlie i don't want to say like you got to throw on that purple terminology grimace is gonna be like hey motherfucker you got some yeah. explaining to do or I love, again, coming out of uh, Facebook, Red Guardian and his Captain America story is probably true. We know fucking somewhere in the multiverse it is. Or where's the universe? And again, I wouldn't want too many of similar stories, but for season three, 
What about fucking Red Guardian just being like, yeah, Russia's the shit. Look at this well, guy saving the day. The, that the- was one of the things that they came out of the the uh, the Widow standalone movie. Okay, we, we clearly have a new Black Widow on the block. Not Fuck a yes. problem. Little blonde, Blondie, way to go. But also, as well as, you're instantly clamoring for more you know red guardian stories and give me the prequel and give me like there was a lot you can do there but let me let me throw this one to you charlie because i know time is a factor here uh on the breakdown point point blank what was your favorite what if episode of this first season uh that's a great question and i love the fact that it's difficult to answer um i'm a big fan of happy endings i'm a big fan of happy <laughs> hey of happy stories also true um <laughs> sorry to all of my masseuses i had the wrong idea every time um Charlie for me it was it was craft rivera it was t'challa as star lord and the one thing i would say that was a bummer about huh. that particular episode spoiler warning in full effect was that it kind of was like fucking the old star lord like Go fuck yourself. The end of the series. No, montage, no choice but to compare them. That's the only well, issue of the what if. What if this person got these powers that you know to have belonged to fill in the blank? You have no choice of it to be like. But I'm not sure if you noticed it during the end credit montage of the of the very last montage. episode. T'Challa Star Lord had rescued. Our old Star Lord and Homeboy was flying with him. So, like the idea, of he was shooting shooting pistols with him, like the, he was in the basement shooting the idea, uh, BB guns in his face. You know, again, it doesn't take a big stretch to say in that in that part of the multiverse. I, I that, apologize to our sponsors in advance, <laughs> but this type of stuff you can't walk away from this material. I mean, again, Paul brings up a good point off of YouTube. <laughs> who isn't a fan of happy endings? Um, I assume he means the TV show. Uh, just kidding. He definitely means the part where you come. Um, for me, it was the the option of, and it would be very, very sad uh, because obviously we we all miss him. Comic book fans the worldwide truly did mourn the loss of uh, who will always the, the man who will always be the kind of voice and aesthetic now of my T'Challa when Chadwick passed away. So did the opportunity to get him to do more voice work, but the character can kind of be immortal, especially sure. animated. It's a lot easier to accept that they're honoring him, right? Um, imagine you you do a Star-Lord T'Challa and his fucking new sidekick because nothing's to say that in that universe, I always felt like T'Challa was a little older than Star-Lord anyway. I don't care what the actors are. I'm just saying personalities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you could really play up the fact that if this is a 22-year-old Star-Lord and a 28-year-old T'Challa, fuck yeah, man. Star-Lord and Star-Lord Jr. I would watch the shit. Peter Quill, you, you mean Peter Quill I mean, Peter and T'Challa Quill, yeah. together? His name, his well, name alluded me let me let me ask you this so that being said what was your least favorite episode uh captain carter captain carter just the because very it, first it, one it changed so it changed so little that um and don't get me wrong i think i i i absolutely adore the actress um i i love hell yeah well yeah but but even even in the series uh finale um they they once again recreated just the captain america scene but cap had boobies like it was the same like the no parachute thing like everything minus like a a slight twist on the relationship between 
Captain Carter and Widow, but even that is a is a copy and paste. Less copy and paste, more change. In all know? fairness, Widow, and again, not slut chaining here, because this is amongst my favorite people. Widow has a that type of relationship seemingly with everybody. And one might totally. argue in that era of espionage, that indeed is a weapon as mighty as anything that you have on your hip I, or I, you're packing on your shoulder. I don't so disagree. We're just we talking. is woke up in here. I think my lack of love for the Captain Carter episode is a testament to how interesting the concepts were and the execution was on the other episodes all right um, i'll just go real real quick i don't think it again, was bad I, though i do know that time again uh we're up against it indeed um i would say truth be told for the reason for a shockingly similar reason why you disliked that first episode the captain carter standalone episode um i would say that of all the episodes my favorite was the guardians of the multiverse the very final fucking episode where surprise i i i give myself too much credit in most things i'm very well aware but this was one of those things where either because of my preconceived notions or just because i consistently play that game if you sat through westworld with me i apologize even more so if you sat through game of thrones with me uh, I owe you money atop of favors. I can't help but try to like extrapolate clues and put my sleuthing cap on. Like, oh, I bet it's going to go here. I bet it's going to go there. Now, I am not a douche like exists on the internet where if they don't do what I thought they were going to do, then I cross my arms and stand my feet. I'm like, no, I hated it. I didn't like that. Why? Because they didn't do what your dumb, dumb self thought they would. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but I think my favorite one was that final episode where they combined all of the jambalaya ingredients and said, well, you thought these were standalone. They even managed to drop the damn zombies on a brother. And the zombies were one of the most direct adaptations from the What If comics. I mean, obviously, it went on and on. Uh, so that was my favorite. However, Party Thor, least favorite. Least favorite. Uh, you're muted, Charlie. It was least favorite, and it was not even a close yeah. second to See, my least favorite. For I me, that was detested. a close contender. I didn't love it. I detested. Actually, and I'll go one step further. I detested how they treated my boy Thor in the entirety of the damn thing. Because well, when we got to the tail end, and obviously, again, that's the version of Thor that's been established. But I'm like, oh, this motherfucker again. You got to be kidding me. Uh, so, so for, for several reasons, which I, I won't bore people with, but party Thor, Vegas Thor, uh, oh, big, shut up. We get it. Dumb, dumb. He was spartaning that joke all over town. It wasn't funny the first time. It is not funny. The 27th time Thor, yeah, dumb, tell, dumb. Tell, uh, Hemsworth because he too, I'm gonna, he thinks he's hilarious and he is way closer to party Thor. I will. Than he is Ragnarok <laughs> I'm going to show up on that Hulk Hogan set. I'm like, boo, party Thor sucks. And so does Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> all he, is he walking this way? Ah, time to go, Charlie. Taika what, I hope to God Taika Watiti does a punch up on anything Hemsworth has to say. Because also, fuck that Hulk movie. Racist piece of wrestling shit. With that being said, 
My dear brother, your topic is first. Tell me when you are ready for me to start well, your time. I, I, I will tell you uh, what I'm ready for. And I am ready to create for you a what-if scenario. Oh. What if a certain line, some a bitch, didn't have the uh the, the access to one of the sincerely greatest cinematic minds in the world and the creation of my homeboy Indiana Jones didn't happen because look we know we know that George Lucas would not have been able to create the beauty of Star Wars and Han Solo and especially Indiana Jones on his own for many reasons, but one of the most important ones is that he is a liar. So before we do anything else, Charlie, Han shot first. Salute. Clink. I was hoping you wouldn't have alcohol if you're not feeling well. Oh, uh, was... yeah, no, I am just that stupid. So yeah. you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone would have hated you. But I digress. Tell me when you're ready for me to start your time. Uh, I actually I disagree. I do hate myself. So that is at least That's one person. Clearly Charlie, not true. Go ahead and start my motherfucking time before I get carted off into the ICU. And go. Woo! All right. So here we are. We're talking about. We're talking about the what if world. And so much happened. What if uh, this is a point we didn't get to, but you know what? I'll do a little, I'll do a little crossover, kill a crossover. Uh, one of the things that we didn't talk about was the the small details of this of these what if episodes. And they had relatively short run times. We know now that it was larger because of COVID. We we could have gotten longer episodes. If uh, if the situation was different, what if we didn't have COVID? Um, however, this is going to be eminently one of those rewatchable series because of those little those little details. I mean, I, I shit it on the fucking the party Thor episode, but the party Thor episode, I will say was a gold mine of little fucking Easter eggs. Man, you have to be the damn Peter Cottontail not to pick up as many fucking Easter eggs as were lying around in that episode. But the entire series is laden with Easter eggs and little talking points. Charlie, uh, did you happen to catch one such talking point, which is actually going to be the kernel of my conversation uh, right now, when uh, Vision Ultron was rumble in the jungling with the Watcher, when they were just, spoiler alert, when they were tumbling through realities, just breaking them like, uh, like the proverbial Easter eggs on Sunday morning. Did you happen to catch one of the particular worlds that they smashed through? A little certain landscape, a certain lava-filled... Uh, area with a particular Sith-ish castle in the background. Charlie, do you know of which I speak? 
not only do I know of which you speak on rewatch, there are three that have been identified so far. Unbelievable. So when lava again, bullshit, heavy... I don't know the names of any of them. <laughs> I got you covered. Uh, this is heavy, heavy spoiler alert. And this is not, this is not me conjecturing. This is not me uh, pontificating, which is rare. Uh, and certainly this is not me. Uh, this is not me uh, just trying to kill time. I- I'm not sitting up here like my name was Patton Oswald, Patton Modoc Oswald, and I'm just filibustering uh, a very important meeting here in Pawnee where it's Parks and Rec versus my Star Wars Marvel crossover concept. That's not what's going on, all right? Because Patton Oswald. Did it first, ladies and gentlemen. However, the most recent what if episode, well, pair of episodes, did it officially. Star Wars is now canon with Marvel. They are ooh it's, kissing cousins. It's you genius. knew it was gonna happen. So uh, what I'm talking genius, about because anybody it's, who's not it's a long up, time ago. It's uh, Charlie. It's not not even the fact that it's a long damn time ago because the the their timeline they could have gone through. It's it's like a um, it's like when the Flintstones and the Jetsons crossed over. Yeah, they were obviously in different times, but the same universe who's smashing up together, just rubbing ugly. It just occurred to me that a long time ago, yes, like could have literally been like the thirty years. That take place between hell yeah the, the original saga yeah, it was and a long pre- time ago like that could have been be like accidentally the, the... fly into like Tony Tony's frozen ass was spinning through space. <laughs> it's very very true. Um, so so again, just to, just for anybody who's not caught up with the fucking that's the trilogy. If so... we're fucking up Star Wars, all in next fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. I hope you, the you, Guardians you of the Galaxy well. holiday special, Vader's the character that James Gunn has been teasing. He's just like, what up? I got so, asthma. So specifically what we're talking about when these two, uh, the, the, the heavyweights are throwing down, they're smashing through reality after reality, uh, far better than Loki could have done it. They go smashing into what is clearly Mustafar. And it's not just Mustafar whenever, because there are plenty of lava planets out there. Uh, but you can clearly make out Vader's castle in the distance. So Star Wars and Marvel officially has nothing to do with the mouse's checkbook and the fact that they belong to the same entity. But they are officially, officially part of the same world and all of the possibilities that damn opens up it's fucking awesome it's you know the the it's an easy joke to talk shit about like corporate synergy because the minute you see like marty mcfly being like i'll take a i'll take a pepsi like uh you know and again they they were able to make it a nice joke but let's be honest, Pepsi probably threw him a couple bucks. If for nothing else, the Pepsi perfect. Like, that seems like fucking branding. Um, there, There is some shit that's just like, we're now living in a what-if world. Well, Like, if I was Disney, I'd be like, can I borrow Superman? 
Like, well, give me well, a 10-year movie here, contract. Here's the main thing. And, and truly, this, as I was watching it, it immediately took me out of the moment, which I'm sure was not the intent. I I almost, I was the live action, uh, I was the live action pointing at the screen. Like, I was Leo pointing at the screen meme. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Because Penn Oswald, he got so much right. First and first, mostly, he began his diatribe filibuster by bringing back Boba Fett. I'm sorry. Didn't we get Boba Fett back? Yes. Yes, we did. He crossed over their universes. As a matter of fact, this is before his time in the Moduck uh, fucking outfit. Um, he brought it to us, and the best thing about it was in preparation for this. Yes, shocking. There is some preparation for this nonsense. Um, I went back and I, I listened to the entirety of his filibuster. It was done in one take. Only about 10% of it ended up making it to that particular episode of Parks and Rec. But he goes on and on. Everything from a decapitated Chewbacca, uh, you know, all mechanized, fighting against fucking Cyclops. And Charlie was going to love it because, like, Daredevil was one of the first fucking names dropped. And Pat Oswald did it first. I hope he is collecting a fact. Honestly, I hope that just that fact that that happened, like, uh, God, we, we got to pay so many people. You know what? How about this? What if we let you play a Marvel character? And he's like, yeah, fuck yes. Yeah, deal. Sign of the dotted line. He's, and the second they got his uh, John Hancock, they're like, oh, you're Modoc. Motherfucker. Well, he's, he was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He played like a fucking replicant S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I didn't I, watch the show. I was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That, that yes. is not any kind of payoff, dude. And it was more than your crotch, like an amazing Spider-Man. I, I love, uh, I love side bullshit. Like there were, you know, with Ghostbusters, every now and then someone does a fan film and they're like uh -huh. Ghostbusters versus Freddy Krueger. And I just throw my pants aside. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fuck, yes. Fuck, yes. So the idea of this bullshit that we've been doing on YouTube for 20 years, when it's the company itself being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the future. He's a Justice League member now. I'm like, yes, Doc Brown should be fucking making the new bat suit. Like fucking... Sign me up, Dick. This stuff writes itself. And you know what? The comic books have always been pretty good about that. I mean, DC and Marvel, who who should be like oil and water, cats and dogs, uh, you know, fill in the blank. Um, the fact that they allowed their universes to cross over on multiple occasions. I mean, I hope the UN is taking notes. Because if... if or like... This is basically it's like a a, a live action ver live action uh, a a live uh, live uh, version an IRL version of the end of Rocky Four, which obviously I cannot wait for the director's cut of. Uh, but if if I can change, and you can change, we all can change. I mean, again, people, and and this is not the topic, but just. As a drop-in, people sometimes like decry the idea of if DC went under, uh, Marvel picking them up. Be like, shut the fuck up! Like, don't don't do that thing where you're like, well, I want put. I, and this do, is this it. analogy Relax. hurts me, but put the peanut butter in the chocolate. 
<laughs> put the chocolate in the peanut butter. Like, and get it away from Charlie. Like, what? What bad could come from Boba Fett with an Infinity Stone? Like, I just want to see it. Give me, give me. I. Do you remember when uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob were like supposed to be in Scream? Or like sure. we're in Scream or some shit. Like, yeah, that's how you get me to, to watch Scream, you dumb pieces of shit. Jay Muse was supposed to be in the fucking first of the 19 fucking shitty Predator movies. That was that movie would have been so much better if it was just like Snooch to the Booch. I'd have been like, ah, fuck yeah. And and as our uh, off of YouTube, this means E.T. is part of Marvel. Fuck yes. Get that glowing yes. finger to fuck up Thanos. I don't give I gotta, a fuck. I gotta believe that there were there were copious ET comics floating around back in the day. But what well, one of my the best the best thing is that when you are a fan of two properties, like you're sitting there, it's like shipping two characters on a show, right? Yeah. Like like certain shows begin, you're like, I'm supposed to root for these two. All right, you know, you got me. I'm not a heartless piece of shit. But um, if you already love both properties, when they tell you it's on one plate now, you're like, well, then I will order two fucking uh, two helpings of that shit because, um, you know, upcoming, we, we damn have Sandman crossing over with Locke and Keith, Fuck which is like, yes. forget about peanut butter and chocolate. This is like this is like John and the Swedish bikini team. These are two things that belong together. And at this point, how could they not have been at this at this juncture? But that's a problem we can easily solve. Get at me, girls. I'm just saying. I'm just it's, saying. It's Jetsons and the Flintstones. I mean, these are things that make sense. It's yeah, it's, Marvel and Star Wars, of course. Yeah, or or like, and that's one of those properties that like, yeah, every idea is good. Like every Star Wars Plus. So I, I constantly talk about how DC, the, the DC cinematic universe should stop fucking trying to be a cinematic universe and everything should be a pocket dimension. Like everyone should be doing what the Joker and the Batman. The mm. only difference is like also give me some shit where I can see all the colors. But conversely or or more accurately also as well as just start fucking doing weird shit. Like Take as, shots, as man. much Take as chance. I as much as I hated Space Jam 2. And again, hated is me pretending. They I made felt, a Space Jam 2? <laughs> I felt nothing for Space Jam 2. And the podcast version is like fucking Space Jam 2. But the reason it annoyed me is because, like, yeah, do a 20-minute cartoon of Bugs Bunny and the Matrix. That shit might be funny. Or I can totally fucking dismiss it. Like there is something about Take a shot, and again, you never know what dope shit's gonna come out of it. IDW used to be the king of it in comic they, book form. As much as Marvel are. versus DC, they whatever, bro. The 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 fact that there was like Ghostbusters, Turtles, uh, DC, and um, IDW worked together to do. Power Rangers and the Justice League. There it is. Unbelievable. It. 44 and 35 seconds. The Power Rangers were able to weasel their way into the conversation every damn week. And they Charlie, follow Jay and Bob this week. So that's Charlie, cool. how many fucking throwdowns has poor RoboCop had to be subjected to 
they threw RoboCop at every damn body. It was like the celebrity boxing matches, the claymation <laughs> ones, before all of a sudden fucking YouTube celebrities took over. Um, it's it, 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 unfucking believable. And I, I spoke here uh, on another episode about my my deathmate love. Yes, uh, fucking deathmate crossover was one of those that, um, like. He, even with the books in your hand, it was hard to fathom the 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 thing being real. You're like, this is just fan, this is fan fiction, right? Like, you know, at some point, somebody's gonna wake me up. September ended. Come get me and Green Day, because I realized we're dreaming. We're sitting there holding each other and our striped ties, and we're just dreaming. But no, it was true. It really damn happened. Now you know what's funny is I think a lot of people. Uh, are desperate to dislike things, obviously. Yeah. Because yes. they're garbage people from garbage yeah, places. Unhappy. Um, so one thing I, I read after kind of this discussion started uh, today, one thing I read was like, oh, like this, this will suck because... And for that, and again, we're not going to yeah. argue the like, what a, uh. what a bad take, but even when something is indisputably bad, it's still kind of good. And I have proof. Image Comics. I loved Image growing up. Giant sure. Pouches. Little little Charlie didn't know how bad some of those books were. Giant Pouches, Giant Boobs, Giant Thighs. I was all in. And that was on the guys. Tiny feet. Best tits in the business. Every fella on every cover. With that being said. He must work out. Grifter has been in the DC universe for yeah. like 70 years now. There hasn't been one good story. They haven't used him well once. They haven't done that character justice once. With that being said, every time I see a DC comic and Grifter and that dope bandana mask are on the cover, look, I go, uh, here's three bucks. I'll be taking this home with me because I live in optimism. You're telling me... Thanos with a lightsaber you don't want to see? Get kick rocks. You're a fucking liar. So I'm going to ask you a question, even though it's a topic. Do. Sure. What, what is the one thing you really, visually, what's the one thing you would love, love, love to see? Is it X-Wings landing on a shield uh, helicarrier? Is oh. it someone teeing off? Is it fucking cap throws his shield that some bitch gets cut in half by by a confused luke skywalker is there a visual when you when someone throws out the possibility of of marvel and star wars collab i guarantee you didn't in the past imagine it would be them kind of crashing through the multiverse which is our first no that was, sign. that was exactly how i saw it happening but what 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 visual I found this great one online. There was no artist listed, but it's half Boba Fett face. I'm sorry, it's it's half uh, Mando face, half Iron Man face. There's an X-wing. There's the Infinity Stones. I was like, this visual is goddamn amazing, and yeah. it's and it's truly beautiful. I I just Googled Marvel Star Wars and it came up. Um, well, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a multifaceted answer. Because and you had re you had um, you had referenced it earlier. Uh, 
the fact that the the Star Wars cinematic world that we have it it spanned out over a fairly long period of time and and granted I, I realize of course we had we go from like World War II to modern days but there are giant leaps uh, in time in the in the uh, the Marvel Cinematic World like we take a little stop we go from like World War II to the 80s and they're like oh we're here now but one of the best things actually this is uh this was a video game one of the first battlefield uh star wars battlefield games uh that came out was like real slow and low you know low the 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 fucking graphics stunk on ice um but one of the best things about it was you could have you could see on one screen different eras of the star wars mythos at the same damn time so even more than any particular character as opposed to standing across the screen from another character, one group standing across the way from a different group, like seeing the stormtroopers line up against the fucking, you know, like the X-Men or, I mean, there's, there's, it's unlimited that amount of answers. Honestly, the, the fact that Marvel has unlocked the toy box of not just the multiverse, but also the timelines means that not only can you take the entirety of the Star Wars catalog and throw it up against uh, the entirety of what Marvel has to offer, you've unlocked the entire timeline of Star Wars stories, especially now even that we're getting ongoing and future uh, uh, years worth of stories. I mean, they're going to take it back to the fucking Knights of the Old Republic at this point. So you yeah, have opened up yeah, yeah. give me that when you say a world has opened up you have opened up a multiple worlds you're talking about generations of story that you can throw uh that you can throw out on the table and start picking sides for the inevitable war to come so that's the most exciting thing for me now this is a slight sidestep mm-hmm. but i think it's an important moment of the show friend of the show collaborator of the book ellis the man the myth the legend one of the biggest star wars fans uh, i've ever met ever multiple amazing uh, star wars uniforms recreations hand created uh lando costume unreal how good it looks rocking running around comic-con with a colt 45 looking good as hell ain't that right chewbacca via our youtube comment section where we are live every wednesday he goes but marvel has time travel and time travel will ruin star wars we all know i've discussed this before it's a fair point i it's am a, a fair new- point although is it though because wait for this as a new generation star wars fan which i consider myself because i really only fell in love with mandalorian and charlie is a out. born again star wars fan i guess ellis skipped the lego christmas special in which time travel was introduced into star wars so time travel was already there it was already there so uh dare i say ellis one point charlie four thousand points ellis in the star wars knowledge off but he's Um, coming back but yeah you need hey man any charlie has all the momentum 
Uh, you know what? I thought you were gonna go with the uh, the old standby. Um, you know, the Kessel Run with the questionable amount of time slash distance uh, traveled. But when you're talking oh, so about that. space travel, all kinds of light speed. One of my you've been fucking up time in the Star Wars uh, universe since the first jump. Uh, two, 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 two. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. What can I? You know, that was good. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. you I'm just gotta saying, keep it real. Sometimes, so Ellis is working on I'm an amazing. Ellis. Ellis is working on an amazing fan film. I feel like that may have been your audition because that was pretty goddamn solid. Thank um, you. Thank you. You know, I I think anytime you open up more opportunity, more options, I truly, 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 as the as the host of this show that truly like truly always wants more because i will pretend shit doesn't exist left right and sideways it's a it's a skill i learned from a cruel world um you're for very me, it's welcome just, more is better ellis however threw out another fact if lego star wars is canon then batman kind of exists uh now yeah. the lego movie i feel like i think a we've thing but we've already established that and fucking batman exists everywhere <laughs> um it, it defies logic it's it batman defies and deadpool plot. everywhere uh and and the simple answer i hope this shows up on somebody's final i hope it shows up on their written test at the dmv i hope it comes up when they're sitting in court and they're testifying in front of a, a jury of their peers the answer is always going to be i'm batman i'm batman is all you fucking need to justify any damn thing that they throw <laughs> your way and truth be told eh, you just can't fight against it man you, sir like, do well, you know how fast you're going i'm batman Oh, proceed. Thank you for not having the weird fire jet. Thank you for your service. <laughs> like, I'm surprised your mascara didn't run. John, but you know, this... though, Charlie, just real last point, and I, I know yes. that you were you're winding up huge to, to get us out of this, so I, I do apologize for that. But the, but the bottom line is my final thought regarding this is, if nothing else, if this is just, and, and I think... In 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 all reality, it probably is absolutely the case. If this is a little bit, a tiny bit of fan service, this is the kind of fan service that I want. I don't want you changing the fucking ending of a movie because there were some grumbles on Twitter. The seventeen people who were loudest end up fucking changing something, or uh, you know, changing how goddamn fucking uh, you know. Uh, What's his face? Sonic looks or uh, shut up. Just do what you're going to do. The that bottom line service. is that this, well, I wouldn't know. I didn't see the Gravity movie. But that all being said, this is in all likelihood 99.99% just a tiny little bit of fan service. However, it lays the groundwork that if someone like Charlie comes along, is like, hey, I got some, I got a good fucking idea. We already have purple lightsabers, right? Hey, you see where I'm going with this? So, so that that's entirely fine with me in this division's world uh, right now. Clearly, Star Wars can go wherever the damn hell it wants. But uh, I was just tickled to see it happen officially. Uh, could not be happier. Again, probably not going to work out to be anything more than just this little tidbit. But sometimes 
And if you're on a first date with me, you'll probably hear this line again. Sometimes a tidbit is all it takes, baby. Take it away, Charlie. Uh, I will say this before paying our bills. Recently, there's been a a theory floated around on the internet that in the classic movie, The Rock, um, that the the our our main old character who has in the past played a a a Latin man, um, was in fact James Bond. James Bond like retired, wound up in jail, wound up helping our boy in the film The Rock. So I'm gonna float this out. Mace Windu had a son. That son was picked up by some identity-stealing aliens that turned out to be good in the cinematic universe, dropped off on Earth, wound up meeting Carol Danvers, losing an eye, and went back to space to learn more about his heritage. I think that's why Nick, good old Nick from the Marvel Universe, is in space. He's trying to find his his long-lost family. That's my new theory. That's how it all ties in. Uh, confirmed for the next Avengers movie. Next Avengers movie, he's like, what's up? I inherited this lightsaber. Wow, wow, wow. Let me tell you this. Charlie insisted on, on, insisted on pulling it out. Let me tell you something. If fucking Mace Windu shows up in any place but somebody's fondest memories, then I'm going to say, you know what? <laughs> Somehow, on some world in the Star Wars universe, there are sharks, and these motherfuckers just pulled the Fonzie and jumped over it. Don't bring Mace back. I'm sorry. We all love him, but don't bring Mace back. Come on. I'm just going to say, because of that, he will not award you the title of Jedi Master. You can have an apprentice, but you are not a Jedi Master. What else is new? This episode, as all of our favorite episodes is brought to you by none other than Bad Mary. One of the absolute hottest bands working live shows have started up again. You can get all that information on all of their social media, and you should follow it all at Bad Mary Band. You can go to the website, uh, badmary.com. You can get yourself some swag. But my favorite part about my beloved Bad Mary is any music streaming service you have, and you definitely have one, their full discography is on there bad mary they're awesome if you want to just throw money their way patreon.com forward slash bad mary band give them money give them give them your money they deserve it and you know if you have any left over give it to me it's fine our other sponsor right here on facebook gaming also as well as twitch aka the purple site you can find him there, multiple streams every day, outstanding gaming content. He's playing the new shit so that you don't have to. He's throwing supporter games. He's got co-streams going on, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. Throw him a like, a follow, a share. Throw him some shekels. Consider becoming a supporter if you please. But if you need to pick me up, do like I've been doing in all my sickness. This is all that's kept me going. Follow the white rabbit uh, over to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Mm, I need, need a hit right now. Mm, so good. However, also as well as if you're throw, doing a little throwing up, sitting on the potty and your stuff gets wrinkled, you need some new fresh gear, go over to Geeks unleash.com use code sarge there it's code sgt at sneakenergy.com but it's code sarge at geeksunleash.com when the sarge is on deck you salute 
He's over on the purple site right now, Dad Gummit. Charlie. Just twitching it up. Twitching it up. Twitchy motherfucker. Um, I think I have at least a solid 25 to 35 minutes of life left in me before Perfect. I need to go on a full, full regiment of miracle drugs. So, Charlie. Start my time, baby. I'm good to go. Boop. Started your time. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. We're going. We're going to lawyer up for this final segment. I'm about to learn you something. So for, I'm going to I'm gonna go left of center as I always like to start everything I do. You're welcome, Jess. Um, the, the fact of the matter is no matter what the quality of a Superman film has been in the Snyder era, there is one moment that always gets a standing ovation from my lovely brother and I. And that's at the end of the credits, sometimes at the beginning of the credits, uh, in the comic books, there's a beautiful thing that pops up and it says Superman was created by John hit him with the hit him with the hotness. Who were the Siegel creators? and Schuster, my two teenage Jewish brothers from another mother. And Siegel, Siegel and Schuster, this isn't this isn't a small font. It's there to remind the world that the greatest superhero of all time had two creators that put together a character so goddamn iconic that no bad movie will keep him down long. He might not always be ranked number one, but you wait long enough. You give it a couple months, you give it a couple years. He always sneaks his way back up to that number one seed. The cream always rises, baby. Another top five superhero that sometimes holds that number one spot. Over the years, his his little card used to sit alone and he used to read, created by Bob Kane, Batman. When we sit down to see the Batman, we're gonna see an even better card pop up. And that card's gonna read, Batman was created by Bob Kane, and Bill Finger, the man who took it from a red-clad, jetpack-wearing J-Brone and created Robin, created the Joker, created the Batmobile, busted out Alfred. This is... He took him out of those purple gloves. Fuck Batman, yeah. what are you doing? Do you not get GQ in <laughs> Gotham City, man? The fact of the matter is, for some people, these cards obviously mean very little. But for people like us, for people in the know, for people who have ever tried their fucking hand at creating anything, especially those of us stuck day in and day out doing something they fucking hate on the brink of emotional collapse because they realize they've never fucking brought anything into this world that'll outlive them. These title cards, when I see them in, in TV and film and on, on comic books, it means the fucking world to me. And above Bob Kane, Bill Finger, above Siegel, above Schuster, above these beautiful, wonderful creators, there was one man who sat on top of the nerd throne as one of the greatest creators of all time, and that was the man himself, Stan Lee. 
And one time, Stan Lee turned to us in a moment of need because he couldn't pay medical bills, he couldn't pay bills bills, and people like Kevin Smith, who sit at the altar of this creator, uh, and I sit at the altar of that fucking creator, turned to us and said, if you have a couple shekels, throw them the way of Stan the Man Lee, and I did so fucking happily. I don't have a, a, a wallet busting at the fucking seams, but Stan needed something. I got him something. And here's the fucking truth. He can have all the cameos and all the movies you, you, you want. Stan Lee is still not appropriately credited for the things he helped create. And I say he helped create. No, without shame, Siegel and Schuster was my first example. Sometimes you need a fucking creative team, right? You and I, for the most part, are a creative team. We've had uh, we've had creations we've brought individually. We've had creations we put together, you know, side by side. We've had characters that started as one, transformed into a co, uh, uh, you know, a, a Bill Finger scenario. I couldn't make something work. I, I throw it your way for solutions, and uh, such is the case right now because of the law. So for those of you who don't care as much about this stuff or or weren't fully in the loop, uh, Marvel is countersuing former creative uh, creators' estates, specifically the estate of Steve Ditko, uh, one of the absolute... Steve Ditko. Uh, one of uh, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, um between this the 1960 and 1990 this motherfucker created some of the absolute greatest greatest characters that have now popped up on the silver screen but have been in four color funny books since the 40s so i'll do the boring part first i think so, more than that but yeah i i search that so the copyright act of 1976 is what these estates and the 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 family of the creator of Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, everyone in Marvel you love, their rights are about to come into question because of this copyright law that says if you create something and it's and it's given to someone else after 70 years or or whatever or 40 or 60 you can get that shit back. You can go like, oh, you've had my toy. Yeah. Give me. So they're going, much like Siegel and Schuster before them, they're going after their piece of the pie. And again, I don't mean to bum anybody out. Stanley did not die wealthy. Right? That's important to know. These creators have passed and their families are, are trying to make sure their legacy is in place. So much so that when news came that marvel was countersuing in essence saying like well the, they were work for hire that's always the argument the argument is if you create something if you're if you get hired to create the pepsi logo do you own the pepsi logo and of course not however there is legal precedent that after x amount of time you created you can be like yo give me give me that back but really what it is and steve ditko's family has been very open about their feelings the internet was very quick to react the internet immediately went out and be like they're trying to take our movies away no they're not they're trying no. to get their piece of compensation billion dollar empire but for me because i don't have a, a monetary and don't get me wrong I, I i mentioned it before and i'll mention it in a moment 
I do think these families are entitled to what their what these amazing creators would have left them. But more importantly, I do not know without looking it up, the creator of Thor. I don't know the creator of Black Widow. I don't know the creator of Hawkeye. And that is a fucking sin. It's a crime. It is a sin. And I understand people's, um, the understanding of work for hire. Like, I'm not saying on every bottle of Pepsi right now, they need to have the artist's name. But if you do a Pepsi poster, we talked about it a, a month or so ago, if you're using someone's art, I understand you have the right to use it. That was the contract. A contract sure. is a contract. But much like the Black Widow lawsuit that just wrapped up, there's if there's legal precedent for a conversation, have the fucking conversation. So before we Charlie, dive, it, just yeah, real quick, I was gonna kick just real you. quick, because yeah, it, it got it got a little bit um uh, off the rails there. But one of the things that is really important to keep in mind is that um this is there is precedent and it's not just that there's precedent it's that there's precedent in-house marvel themselves have been down this fucking path before and when the story first popped uh actually cousin paul uh who i see where i know we're popping in and out uh, off the screen he actually brought it up to me like literally when it happened like breaking news and we had a quick little side conversation about it um marvel has fucking been down this path well obviously you mentioned uh the late great stan lee which everybody is familiar with him now because of his cameos but charlie a cameo is not the same as being immortalized like you mentioned prior Every single time these cats have a, a fucking release, a movie release with their 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 uh, character's title card pops up, it should always have that created by you know uh, a writer to it. There's no question about it. That's just that's just it's not a question of like well legally blah blah. Like where's your humanity? Are you not a fucking person? Do you not share? this planet with us but just recently uh, and and what they're gonna you're gonna hear this term being bandied about a lot when when these uh if these details come out because obviously we didn't hear any of the details of the the uh, um fucking what's the face black widow uh settlement and there was indeed a settlement um rumor you gonna... 40 million by the way good for her man good Absolutely. for her and good for my homeboy from snl because you don't have to tell jokes now if you don't want to uh but you're gonna I would have hear quit the immediately term, <laughs> you're gonna hear the term the marvel method the marvel method which is in their definition and this is not hate being thrown at marvel because obviously i'm a fucking huge mark that money that they're suing you for that came a lot from me motherfucker anyways it's a, a loose collaborative working atmosphere where they come over to the artist and say look this is what uh, what's being uh, uh kicked around blah 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 and then that artist goes and polishes up the idea charlie I want you to imagine a fucking scenario where you came to me in the absolute infancy of U.S. comics and said, hey, I have this idea. 
uh, she's like she's like our version of a you know of a, of a flame fire user, but she's got tattoos and she's got a certain personality and you know uh, I visually I kind of imagine it and I said oh okay Charlie that's an interesting idea and then I busted out the pad and I started working out like the particular tattoos and this is what's in vogue at the time and blah 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 and working on a backstory and then all of a sudden you're flipping through your morning fucking social media and you see oh introducing from US comics you're like wait wait a minute is that fucking effigy isn't that the wasn't that the shit that I fucking laid out how would you feel you're not gonna tell me you're gonna pull an effigy on the damn entire building and burn that sum of bitch to the ground the fact that these that literally generations of Ditkas or uh, Ditkos and uh, uh, you, you can run down the fucking gamut, you know, the, the full list of these people who have been fucked over and their families. Never mind the fucking money, the legacy. This didn't just pop out of a fucking uh, automatic uh, bin in the side of the wall as a prefabricated fucking entity. These things were created. They were birthed. You cannot fucking look at them as... I haven't been gifts from God. They weren't. They came from people's hard work, from their pens, from their efforts, from their brains. And Give the, me a break. The, the, the big problem with all, because there's a lot of people who, again, I totally get why uh, uh, some people are just looking at it from the most selfish way, which is sure. like, well, me, I want to be able to see Spider Man on the no, silver. Don't screen. take it away from me. Don't take it away. With that being said, you're allowed to be selfish and be like, oh, I hope those people get fucked. But you have to acknowledge that they'd be getting fucked because here's the problem. Yeah, Marvel's, call it what it is. Exactly. Marvel, Marvel is always very quick to be like, well, we turn Spider-Man into a gajillion dollar thing. And that is true. However, did. what that insinuates to me, and again, if you have a different opinion, please share it. That They're saying that they could have done that with anyone. But but they fucking didn't. How insulting, man! You know what like, I mean? Like it is the it is the easiest example. The easiest example is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon made The Rock my left nut. Dwayne Johnson made the nut. Could he have become the highest grossing anything ever without uh, without wrestling? Probably not. But if he it it goes both ways. If Vince said, like, that's all mine, baby, dickhead. If Rock went, that's all me, baby, dickhead. Which is yeah. why in the example of Dwayne Johnson, he still uses Dwayne the Rock Johnson to throw Vince and WWE money. Do you remember those Dwayne Johnson movies that didn't say the fucking Rock? That was when he was like, go fuck yourself, Vince. Because Vince probably wanted too much. And they settled it. And what's interesting about that specifically... The reason Exodus, the, the recent Exodus, rather, of WWE wrestlers to companies like AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, New Japan, was partially because WWE was saying everything you do is now ours. So you can't have a Twitch channel. No. We don't care that your name, we can't, we don't care that your name's Adam Cole and you don't call yourself Adam Cole on your Twitch channel. Baby! That's, that's, that's ours now. So he was like, my contract's up. Peace! 
that is the world that is the world we live in and again i'm not saying that marvel's completely wrong in saying that they made these multi-gajillion dollar companies but if you made so much fucking money with it baby share I, the wealth because when creators say, are alive they can get more work if you know Char charlie well, yeah. rivera and john the creator of fill in the blank and now all of a sudden now they've got you know, now they have a uh, um, street cred, so to speak, rather than being invisible. But I do got to say this, and, and I, I usually leave it to Charlie when the conversation goes over to wrestling because I'm more of a uh, an 80s wrestling fan. But one of the best examples of like, uh, uh, like ownership of your fucking name, it is my name. One of the greatest workarounds. And uh, it just so happens that he's at the, the fucking uh, the spear tip of the revolution in wrestling. Sorry, Al. It's the truth. AEW is whooping on WWE's ass right now. Fucking Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> when they came to him and said, sorry, kid, you're not going to be able to use the name Cody Rhodes. And he's like, it's not a character, motherfucker. My name. Look at my license. Look at my birth certificate. My name is Cody Rhodes. And they're like, nah, 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 nah. And he said, you know what? Okay. You don't own my wife's fucking name, Brandy Rhodes. So he began being introduced every damn place he went. And I mean every place, like including fast food restaurants, when he went to go pick up his dry cleaning, when he got his oil changed at fucking uh, uh, Michelin, or whatever the fuck they do that shit. They were like, uh, now introducing Cody. <laughs> and Brandy Rhodes. That was genius. The fucking most genius, like the most genius move of a guy that for a living rolls around on the mat wearing his underpants, getting dropped on his head, cutting himself to bleed. <laughs> fucking Cody Rhodes. God bless your blonde motherfucking ass. That was some smart ass shit. So credit where credits do. So just a a, a quick add on because I think it helps serve my point. <laughs> His name actually is not Cody Rhodes, but lawyers determined that since his father Dusty was so famously known as Dusty Rhodes, he in fact has rights to the Rhodes name. I got and, rights, that gummit. And as of this uh, beautiful. LJN style figure. Now he is able to use Cody Rhodes because the law sided with him. Well, and and again, your story still serves perfectly you, you true. Know, he you is. Know what's funny though is that time is is the great salve for any fucking burn. Time ultimately will solve any problem that you're dealing with i don't care who you are i don't care what the problem is i don't care what the circumstances around it so so again you know with marvel counter suing to retain uh to retain ownership of these you know of these copyrights and and what have you so that they can continue to use them as they see fit understandable it's only an issue now because a certain period of time has expired since creation if you can go out and write the great american classic character you can 
I don't care who the fuck it is. You could have uh, fucking Barry created Peter Pan. Charlie, you can go out and do any fucking damn Peter Pan thing that you want in the world right now because once something, any creative content out there, once it hits that 100-year mark, I don't care what it is, it now enters into the public domain. So you can go out. You want to tell a Hercules story? You want to tell a Peter Pan thing? You want? I mean, the, the the fucking list of public domain. And there's a ton of characters out there now. Where you do run into some kind of issues are for certain things that have been uh, added for, uh, you know, in their particular in, uh, installment of that thing. So, like to use the Peter Pan exa- example. Um, <clears throat> The Lost Boys being decked out in a certain way, okay. That that's Peter. Uh, that's Disney's take. So that is protected. You can't go out and give me a fucking Peter Pan sewing to his shadow, who's all decked out in green, and the fucking Lost Boys are all dressed up like they're, they're killing all kinds of animals in the woods and all kinds of stuff like that. No, that you can't do. But do you want to go ahead and do a, a fucking version of Peter Pan and make it like Hook, and you've got uh, you know, you've got the Lost Boys looking a certain way, and who's not dressed up like a fucking, you know, doing a cannonball down the the ships, uh, dressed up like a mailman? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. So this type of litigation, it's not exactly the same as suing for ownership rights as it is to maintaining something that they've created, which I totally get. But the bottom line is this: in this day and age, it's just fucking money yeah it just boils down to money disney marvel uh you guys have all the fucking money in the universe just pay these guys man pay these guys something and go about your merry business and the optics are not shitty because right now it looks shitty and and the thing is you they they had plenty of time to get ahead of this it's not the the fact is i understand sins of our father may not always you know again that's that's some shit that can happen the guys who were in charge of disney and marvel were in charge of disney and marvel it simply is what it is but like anything else there is a time to change there's a time to do the right thing and every day is that opportunity disney in my opinion fucked up with scarlett johansson and the black widow uh the black widow movie contract i think they fucked up an easy win was there and now you're already seeing it all parties are getting along great there is not a comic book character on earth there's not an animated character on earth that should not be recognized who created them even if it's just in the credits now in my personal world do i think marvel's shang chi looks great on a marquee absolutely i'm not gonna fight that but when you open up that film i want to know who fucking shang chi was created by and his creator should get a taste and i understand something like the avengers that's a lot of people taking a taste. So that's what that's why it's a percentage, baby. There's exactly. you can figure it out. You got mathematicians, sucker. Or uh, the fact is you you're not talking about something that's like 
let me put a sticker price on this and now you have to come up with a valuation uh because like there's a huge difference between fucking thor mm -hmm. which obviously again thor is one of those examples nobody owns thor you can't own fucking thor it's a, it's a the goddamn fucking viking mythology norse mythology so any anybody can go out and write a thor story a thor visual where where you what you can't do is you can't have all of those specific little details you can't have him dressed up the way that the marvel thor is dressed up you can't have them using certain um and again this is probably a shitty example because i can't think of any of the of the particular marvel created uh, creations but they, they're there they they fucking absolutely are there uh that's the stuff that you that you cannot do but Nobody's saying, yeah, we need to figure out what this character's worth, what that character's worth. Just say, okay, here's your here's your percentage of fucking profit. You're not even going to get yourself into one of those Scarlett Johansson situations where you're promised a flat amount back up the yeah. fucking Brinks truck. You say, all right, you're going to get 0.05%, whatever the fucking numbers are. But to, to, to say, you know what, uh, contrary to that ask, we are going to counter sue you and say that you ain't shit without us. Come on. Like, what, what are you doing? And, and, it and, looks so bad. And not to be a total asshole with Hollywood accounting, out, man. with Hollywood accounting, the vision estate, if they're not going to get tens of millions of dollars, they're just not. I mean, so, it's so it, give them, give them what you should. And, and here's the most fucked up thing. Just, and, and terrible. Then, we'll, then I'll wrap it up. But Did you run you... down the list? I, I just pulled up the yeah, list. Yeah, no, no, please hit us. So the full list that, that these motherfuckers are going to judge Judy and gonna bump, bump, bump. straight face make a case. They are suing to hold on to full control. I didn't throw up because my stomach was bad. I threw up because of this fucking story. They are holding uh, to full control. Of Iron Man, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, and others. Are you kidding me, dude? And and listen, listen. Here's the thing, Come Marvel, on. Marvel. If you somehow see this, if you can do it without those creators, if you can do it without those stories, go the fuck ahead. Do it. Show me show me and also and i'll only name drop this you're telling me the guys who wrote age of ultron didn't get a taste you're telling you the movie age of ultron didn't borrow any fucking ideas and i understand people are paid by page no shit but when something becomes iconic assholes Take care of the people around you because the day that Marvel goes bankrupt or Disney goes bankrupt, not that I think it'll ever happen, I want to fucking feel bad about it. I want to kill myself to support them the way I had to support Stan Lee. You're telling me Stan Lee had to have uncomfortable financial years? Fuck you. Pay his family what they're entitled to. Pay Steve Ditko's family what they're entitled to. Give them the fucking taste. And anyone, Gene sincerely, Coleman was the uh, the other uh, creator that uh, whose name was escaping us. Sincerely, it's like if, if anyone who would be like, nah, fuck them, you're an asshole. And you've probably never tried to even create anything.
And I, I know mean, that's look, like a cop there, out. Go fuck yourself. I meant there, what I said. There's something to be said uh, about like you're you're hired to to do a particular job. But the thing about it is, and and yeah, I'm not a lawyer. I played one a couple of times on stage, but I would say very plainly, you hired this character, th- these these artists. I don't care what your format is, the pen, the pencil, you know, whatever. To create something, you ask them to create characters for a comic book. I would argue the second that that character leapt off of the comic book pages and started a new life elsewhere on the small screen, on the big screen, in advertisements, and, and marketing and merchandising. Well, now we need to sit down and we have and need to have a different conversation, right? It's Charlie, you muted again. Uh, the it's law not text that. It's not as if they are uh, uh, suing only because they want to go out and start their own fucking comic book company. They're not going to go out and make their own Spider-Man movie. We just, just just had the dust settle regarding the fucking uh, them having to get their own rights back from Sony because Marvel was such a disaster in the early 2000s that they had no choice but to sell off fucking characters but the truth of the matter is that these that their ownership of those characters had an expiration date you've been running fucking Spider-Man since 1962 look at some point man the shackles got to come off be, you know, do the right thing. Do the right fucking thing. And I like to think that each and every single week we do the right thing as well. And I don't even have to destroy a pizza parlor to make my point. My dear brother, there is only one way that we end this and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. I want you to tell the lovely people how it is we do what we do. It is so simple. Power to the people. You got to turn the power on you gotta run into the bathroom and throw up a little turn the volume up and you gotta ooh, tune bad mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky save miss space girl are we out <laughs>